Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of Super Black, the show about black superheroes and villains across all media, books, TV, comic books, uh, video games, whatever you can think of. We're going to reach in and we're going to talk about it. And this first episode is about one of my very favorite heroes, Vic Stone, a.k.a. Cyborg. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was our theme. And I'm your host, Carl Waldron. And this episode, we're going to talk about Cyborg, one of DC's uh, more inventively named characters. But you're talking about a company that named a character Batman. So you can't expect a whole lot. Let's dive right in, baby. Let's first talk about who Cyborg is, what he looks like, just in case you've never actually seen or heard of this guy before. So Cyborg is, of course, from the DC Universe. I did mention Batman. Uh, His look is very unique, and it's a very simple look, which I enjoy. But growing, I can't even say growing up, when I became aware of Cyborg, I thought he was kind of cliched. I mean, he looks like a robot man. And if you've seen one robot man, you've kind of seen them all. So if you can picture a half man, half robot, you pretty much got Cyborg down. But let's go through it anyway. So he is, of course, an African-American superhero, or he wouldn't be on this show. Uh, Select pieces of his body have been removed due to a very tragic accident that we will get into when we hit his backstory. And in place of all those lost, wonderful humanoid toys, we have cold, cybernetic steel. So when you're discussing superheroes, you have to talk about their defining mark. Batman has his ears, Superman has his S, Wonder Woman has the bangles, Cyborg has his infrared eye, and I assume this eye helps him with his depth perception since he lost his left eye. Uh, The red eye is used as a heads-up display. It helps him see the world in a brand new way. Uh, Just imagine having a Minority Report-style filter running across your face at all times. That's what it's like to have his infrared eye. I assume. I don't know. I don't... I don't have one because I'm regular. So let's hop into his origin story, shall we? So Cyborg has a very distinct origin story that is kind of diverged in the New 52, but we'll cover both of them with the most crib note version I can muster. Victor Stone is the son of two very brilliant Star Lab scientists. They experiment on their son to make him smarter, bumping up his IQ to about a 170. And uh, they continue to experiment on him to get him to be a better student. He falls in with the wrong crowd. And at some point, he visits his parents in Star Labs while they are working on some weird interdimensional portal. Cut to ridiculous comic booky bad nonsense happens and a gigantic gelatinous monster comes crashing out of this interdimensional portal. What do you think happens? Vic loses his mother. But could you expect anything less? I mean, we're talking about DC here and you can't have a superhero origin in DC without somebody's dead parents. So Vic's daddy springs into action and pushes this gigantic beast back through the interdimensional portal, but not before Vic sustains some very heavy damage from said monster. Now, given that his father is a brilliant scientist, he could not help but go all $6 million man on his son and rebuild him, make him better, make him blacker and silver and stronger, but mostly silver. To make him a more unique character, they couldn't internalize his uh, 
his metal parts like they did with Wolverine, so they put them on the outside. They're all cosmetic. Well, not cosmetic, but I mean, for the sake of the story, they're cosmetic. Uh, he gets his trademark red eye, all his silver pieces all over the place, his cybernetic arm, which he uses for his sonic wave gun, and uh, Cyborg is born. Now, in the new 52 origin, everything's pretty much the same. They really emphasize the fact that Vic is a star football player, and it gives... And his father is kind of uh, negligent. He won't uh, interact with his son. So they really play up the fact that he's a neglected child and he really wants his father to pay attention to him, but his father can't be bothered. So after a big, a big game that his father misses, he storms into the lab and begins an argument with his dad and basically asks him, are you ever going to you know, take the time to come see me play football? And his father tells him no. And at that moment, an experiment that the scientists at Star Labs are working on explodes, and then we get Cyborg. Basically the same concept, but a little retooled more to show the father-son dynamic, and not so much the two parents experimenting on him. It's more, uh, Daddy, why don't you love me? Daddy doesn't think you're important. And then, I mean, based on the new comic book series... The only intention he gets from his dad is the fact that he's is, he is this bastion of technology and science, and his father is more interested in tinkering and improving that cybernetic body than the human part that's still there, uh, Vic. Now, as for who Cyborg was in the pantheon of DC superheroes, You'll mainly know him from the Teen Titans. Uh, he was a he was never a sidekick per se, as far as I can remember. And the Teen Titans was a team made up of the secondary superheroes like Superboy, Booyah! Starfire, uh, Speedy, Robin. How do I forget Robin? Uh, and Cyborg, you know, with Beast Boy, Raven coming in later. But he was more of a support role. He wasn't prominently featured anywhere he didn't really have a mentor but he had his own storylines but he was never super important so coming up i was never really exposed to cyborg he was he was more in the background and and i wasn't really into dc either so i was never it was never put in front of me that there was this character named cyborg i didn't really come in contact with him until the teen titans animated series uh, back in 2002, three, I can't remember, sometime back then. And he was a prominent fixture of the team. So much so that, I mean, they put Robin in charge because you can't not put Robin in charge. I mean, the man is taught by Batman. But Cyborg was kind of second in command. If Robin went down, Cyborg was in charge. So it was nice to see a younger black uh, superhero take charge and be in a leadership role even if it was minimal and whatever but he was prominently on tv and it was fun to watch this cybernetic uh genius not only tinker with his own body and make himself better but be a, an effective member of a superhero group which you don't see a whole lot but we'll talk about that in other episodes now in terms of where he's come in history if you think about how he started as a Teen Titan, as a part of a group of sidekicks, and then you shift to the New 52, where he is now a founding member of the Justice League. 
that is a giant step forward. That is a very interesting arc as well. I mean, he's had a lot of stories in his time, a lot having to do with, you know, uh, going to different places and getting his technology upgraded and again, being part of the Teen Titans. But now in the New 52, where they saw fit to make him a part of like standing on the side of Superman and Batman, you know, the, the big three. It's, it's a great accomplishment for this character because there are so many people who don't know who Cyborg is, especially if you're not familiar with comic books. Uh, you're going to go through life and you're going to know who Superman is. You're going to know who Wonder Woman is. You're going to know who Batman is. And now with the new 52, you will be exposed to this character, Cyborg, who is an interesting character nowadays, especially with his new run, the Cyborg solo book. And this goes to show how popular or how much faith the writers have in Cyborg as a character. They've given him his own book, though you can honestly say that's not that big of a deal since Gambit has his own book and that book was... (sighs) So the new Cyborg book, as I said, really touches on the fact that Cyborg feels isolated and alone in the world because he cannot relate to anyone else and people in his life like his dad treat him as if he's not there he is a piece of machinery to them he is something to tinker with and not someone to love or someone to talk to so they have written in some really nice depth to this character who is essentially Robocop so I picked up Cyborg number one and read it and I enjoyed it Uh, I, I do have weird issues about comic book issues i feel like they're too short for me and i i kind of skim but i actually sat down and read uh, cyborg number one and it was very entertaining if a bit heavy-handed about the whole nobody loves me thing but i am interested to see where it's going and i'm very happy that he has his own book because he is an interesting guy to uh to listen to to read about not listen to he's not talking to me so we're going to take a quick break Who's we? I'm going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back with a segment I like to call Uncanny Media. Stay tuned. Booyah! And welcome to the break. Uh, I would just like to take this time to thank you for listening to the Super Black Podcast. I'm very happy I was able to do this, and I really hope you're enjoying yourself. Hopefully you learned a little something about Cyborg and in the coming segments, you're going to find some really cool stuff that you can do to find out more on your own and enjoy Cyborg the way I enjoy it. So if you'd like to get in contact with us, with who is us, if you'd like to get in contact with me, uh, please go on Twitter at Big Large Huge and leave a comment, leave a message, uh, and I will get back to you regardless if it's me or nice, hopefully it's nice, please be positive, the internet is full So thank you for listening again and uh, enjoy the rest of the show. And we're back. We're going to talk about some fun stuff now. Actually, it's all been fun to me, but uh, let's talk about some things that I think you should look into if you want to learn more about Cyborg and really experience the awesome that is Vic Stone. So let's dive right into it. So. If any of you are like me, you enjoyed Smallville for all its awfulness. It was the first of its kind. All these shows like Arrow and Flash, they they have their roots in Smallville. It was the first time DC really 
succeeded in making a television show about a superhero even though they didn't directly reference Superman everyone knew what it was and in that show they decided to start introducing the Justice League to the world perhaps not in the most I don't know uh, what's the word not unique but the most authentic way because it they were more the Teen Titans than they were the Justice League, but I digress. During that show, in the 15th episode of the fifth season, there was an episode called Cyborg, where Lee Thompson Young, rest in peace, played Vic Stone. Now, I don't remember if he, they actually named him Vic Stone. I think he was, but he was a football player. He was in a tragic accident with his family where everyone was presumed dead but instead of Vic dying they recovered his body and created Cyborg now the difference between Vic Stone in Smallville and the one in the comic books is all his cybernetics were internal there was no outward uh, steel or red eye visible on the outside he was just a regular looking guy there is a sequence in the show where Clark uses his x-ray vision on Vic and sees the metal pieces under his skin. And there is a clear definition on the left side of his head. You can see where the trademark split and robotic eye are. So it's, it's actually pretty cool. They, they try and reference who's, who Cyborg is. But, you know, I guess because of budget constraints, they couldn't slap... Well, I would say budget constraints and not wanting to look cheesy as hell. To their credit, they didn't slap a bunch of silver plastic all over him and call it metal. So good on the guys in Smallville. So if you're interested in watching a really interesting yet bare bones take on Cyborg, check out episode 15 of the fifth season of Smallville. It's actually pretty good. So the next pick for our exceptional media is the Teen Titans animated series from the early 2000s. Now, this cartoon was really interesting. It was very much in the vein of the Justice League cartoon, which was a more adult-oriented cartoon that actually focused on a lot of, well, at least the Justice League Unlimited, focused on a lot of ancillary heroes and people you wouldn't expect, and they tried to make them cool. The Teen Titans animated series was that, in that it had Robin, it had Cyborg, it had Beast Boy and Starfire and Raven, Besides Robin, I don't know how many people, if you weren't very much into Teen Titans, you knew who these characters were. So they were able to explore a different side of superheroes, the teenage angsty side, which was, I mean, at the time when it came out, it was very interesting to me. And it, even today, it's a very great cartoon to watch. When you watch it, you get a very good feel of who Cyborg is, or at least who they wanted to portray him as. In the comic books, he's more of a, or at least in the earlier comic books, he's a very serious, very... Uh, tortured character. I don't know if torture is the right word, but he, he's angsty, you know? In the cartoon, he was more fun and down to earth, and he was very much into eating pizza, and, and he, he was he was the fun character, but he was also the second in command. He was the guy when Robin wasn't around, he was in charge, and that was very interesting to, uh, to witness. I can't pinpoint... A ton of episodes I remember. You know, that's a lie. 
Cyborg the Barbarian. It was an all-cyborg-focused episode, and it focused on Cyborg as Thick Stone. It was him as a person and not so much as the robot man. He gets transported to the past, and he ends up battling in this kind of medieval-y, uh, Lord of the Ringsy type fight with swords and his, his tech doesn't work and he's he's very much like a, a, a barbarian he, he he comes into his own he has a very interesting adult relationship with a character named Ser- Seraphim I'll have to look that up but uh, it's, it's a very nice take on Cyborg where his he has to learn to be a human as it is since his robotics can't help him in this setting so take a look at cyborg the barbarian that's a good uh episode for you to take a look at and winner take all one of my favorite teen titan episodes where robin beast boy and cyborg are whisked away into the tournament of heroes where they battle other characters from the hive and other teen titans like aqualad and cyborg is the voice of reason in this episode while Robin is the more competitive I have to win uh, guy so he kind of falls from grace in that sense and Cyborg picks up the mantle as a leader and is looking out for his team members it's it's a it's a fun episode to watch and my final pick for the exceptional media portion of this show is Injustice Gods Among Us the video game and the comic book Cyborg is a prominent prominent member of Superman's regime. Uh, if you haven't heard uh, of the Injustice storyline, it's Superman pretty much goes nutso and takes over the world and uses his powers and his influence to become pretty much the ruler of the planet. And he recruits a bunch of superheroes to his side. So he essentially becomes a bad guy with uh, Batman and Green Arrow and a bunch of others on the opposite side. Superman enlists Cyborg, who is his eyes and ears of the world, since he's so tech-savvy and his body can interact with so many computers. He's able to view satellite transmissions and everything. He's he's the communications hub for Superman, which is kind of weird, since Superman can be anywhere at once, but they wrote that guy into a corner. So Cyborg is a very... This is at the the time when they were transitioning him to becoming a founding member of the JLA in the New 52. So at this point, Cyborg is very much a key player in the DC universe. So if you have the time, if you have the system, I think it's on uh, PS4, it's on PS3, uh, Xbox, Xbox 360. Yeah, you and I believe they gave it away for free at some point on PS4. You play Gods Among Us, play through the story mode. It's a very nice comic book story. And you get to play as Cyborg, who has his trademark Booyah from the Teen Titans cartoon, which is always nice to hear. So go watch the Teen Titans cartoon first, then play God's Injustice Gods Among Us, and you'll see the connection. In fact, the person who does Cyborg's voice in the Teen Titans animated series reprised his role in the Injustice game. And so that's why they brought the Booyah over, because I don't think that was part of his comic book persona. I think uh, Carrie Payton, the voice of Cyborg from the Teen Titans cartoon, brought that as a 
a little catchphrase for him and it, it sticks because I can't whenever I think of Cyborg I think of Booyah and it's a it's a fun little thing so it should out maybe I'll drop that into the uh, the podcast so look out for uh, a couple Booyahs if you can uh, find all the Booyahs in this episode I'll, uh, I'll give you a prize just uh, tweet me almost at us again tweet me at big large huge uh, how many Booyahs are in this episode and you'll get a prize oh I'm over promising who knows so this is the time in the show where I want to drop some crazy, unknown knowledge on you. If you're a hardcore fan of Cyborg, you will know this. I didn't know this. So it should be a surprise to everybody else. It's time for Did You Know? So, did you know that Cyborg's original appearance on an animated television show was part of a TV show called The Superpowers Team, colon, Galactic Guardians? And in said show, Cyborg was voiced by none other than reluctant Ghostbuster, Ernie Hudson. That's right, people. Drink it in. Sifu Norris from the Dragon Ball Evolution live-action movie voiced Cyborg. Can you believe it? The man who played William Guster. Burton Guster's father on Psych voiced Cyborg. We've been talking about this guy, Cyborg, this entire episode, and Ernie Hudson has been six degrees away from us this entire time. You, you, these are the type of things I, I love to find out. Who would have ever thought that a Ghostbuster was also a Cyborg? That's actually That sounds like a really good Ghostbuster fan fiction. Somebody get on that. A Ghostbuster who is also a Cyborg. You, you could just have that idea. Just write it. I want to read it. That will bring us to the end of the first Super Black episode and my final thoughts on Cyborg. I like Cyborg. I never really liked Cyborg. When I first encountered him, I thought, he's kind of on the nose. He's a robot man. He's got a gun for a hand. He's basically Mega Man or Robocop. It, it's, it, it, it's been done before. But seeing as how DC is treating him more of a important character in the pantheon of superheroes, especially in the new 52, it's nice to see a black hero get elevated to the point where he's now part of the, the founding members of the Justice League. Not the first black member of the big founders. We'll get to him in another episode. But it's nice to see another rise through the ranks and become a prominent face on a lot of comic book covers. I was reading the uh, We Are Robin comic, and there was a full-page ad for the Cyborg uh, comic book. So it's he's, he's come a long way. He went from being a teen titan, kind of a nobody, kind of an ancillary character, I think, in my opinion. Some may disagree. I'm sure someone's yelling at me right now that he was very prominent and full disclosure i'm not an expert on cyborg so maybe you're right maybe i'm super wrong it wouldn't be the first or the last time as dc moves forward with cyborg we'll have we i'll have more mini episodes on cyborg and the progression of his character and all the new media his comic book series it's a it's a bright new day for cyborg and for this podcast see how i brought it back to me Thank you, everyone, for listening to the very first episode of Super Black. I'm getting my legs underneath myself. We can, uh, we can, we 
can all participate in this new venture. This podcast is going to grow. It's going to morph. I'm looking for a co-host. So if you know any who uh, who love comic books, I'd love to hear from you. You could jump on the mic with me and we can chat it up about black superheroes and black villains and whatever you want. We're going to have we're going to do a whole host of topics. It won't just be focused on, you know, black heroes. We'll we'll move organically. We'll see where this goes. So uh, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope you come back. Tell a friend. Go on Twitter and hit me up at at Big Large Huge. Uh, send a message, send a note, send some suggestions. I'd love to hear from you and what you'd like to hear from this podcast and the website. Uh, I, I really appreciate you listening this far and uh, I look forward to entertaining you in the future. Thanks a lot, everybody. This has been Super Black. I'm out.